What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Do me a favor and hit the like button, share the stream. Remember that every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community. And tonight on the show, we will talk about the latest news regarding the Cowboys. Sunday was an off day for the team, so no practice. But next week, so tomorrow, the Cowboys will start padded practices. The pads are coming on. We'll talk more about it towards the end of the show. But you got to be excited about that because there's only so much you can take away from the initial practices of training camp in which there is no full-on 100% physical contact in the plays, right? So this will be exciting. We, we will get a lot of answers from the trenches world. Uh, Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, a lot of players to keep a close eye on. But the Cowboys, speaking of the trenches, had a veteran visit over the weekend for a potential free agent that the team could be interested in. And according to, you know, the front office, they are, quote unquote, very interested in Tack McKinley. They had Tack McKinley in Dallas. Well, in Oxnard, actually, you know, for the for the actual visit with the coaching staff. Tack McKinley is a player that Cowboys Nation should know pretty well because the Cowboys were interested in McKinley in the 2017 NFL draft. And although today we kind of remember the Tack of Charlton pick by saying stuff like we should have had TJ Watt, we could have had TJ Watt instead of Tackle and things like that. At the moment, I remember feeling frustrated because of McKinley getting picked two picks earlier with the, by the Atlanta Falcons. Then Dan Quinn was the head coach of the Falcons. And I remember getting frustrated about that one. I liked McKinley coming out of college. And I remember Cowboys Nation felt overall the same way. And McKinley could be an addition for Dallas. This is a team that has not made a lot of big time movements in free, in free agency as of late. But this is the exact kind of move that could make sense for the Cowboys. Now, the question for me to you guys is, would you be for or against McKinley? Toxic Tom, you're exactly right. Tag McKinley is the guy who brought a massive pick of his grandma on the draft stage and dropped the F-bomb on a live interview. That is precisely him. Now, McKinley is a player that during his first three years, when he was in Atlanta, he had 16 and a half sacks. That's over five per season on average. 38 quarterback hits over 12 per season in average, 21 tackles for loss. And after that, his career got a little uh, a little bit of, you know, a couple of interruptions. He played four games only in 2020. He had one sack in those four games, seven quarterback hits. So he was on pace to put up uh, an impressive amount of quarterback hits maybe. And then in 2021, he played for the Cleveland Browns 11 games before and get this. Here is what it, it will get interesting before he suffered an Achilles injury. That is the big question mark on this one, guys. This is the big one because Tag McKinley is coming off an Achilles injury. This hasn't deterred the Dallas Cowboys of making any major moves like this before. Instead, you just need to watch what happened 
last season when the Cowboys went ahead and got Monte Casey, who was coming off an Achilles injury, and Malik Hooker. So they got these two players, paid off, you know, adequately for the bet that it was for the Cowboys, and they didn't have a lot of major issues with Hooker or the Monte Casey. In fact, you could give the Cowboys front office props for those two bets that ended up paying off for Dallas. So the question is, would you be for or against Tack McKinley? Let's see how Cowboys Nation feels about this potential uh, move by Dallas. Mickey Cox says, yep, and he showed out. He backed it up. Uh, Toxic Tom says, nah, I will pass on him. He's a name that is all. Toxic Tom is against. Mickey is for. Uh, Professor O saying that was Adrian Claiborne. I don't know if someone com uh, confused McKinley for uh, Adrian Claiborne. We don't talk about Adrian Claiborne on this show. We don't talk because this is a family show and it is not appropriate to remember such a sad event, right? Uh, Jack will say that he will pass. Uh, Parsons Diggs defense says that it is depth. So, you know, just do it. Professor O nailing it saying they're totally free and it's Mauricio's birthday. That's right. Even if you don't like the show, even if you want to click the unlike button, go ahead and give the thumbs up just because it's my birthday. Do, do me that favor. Thank you to Professor O for, uh, you know, helping out. Gilbert says, never heard of him. Robert says, sighing tag. And Lauren Michael over at Facebook says, give tag a chance. Here's what I, here's why I am strongly in favor of signing Tack McKinley. First and foremost, if you are the Dallas Cowboys, you have some inside track information there because there's a connection to Dan Quinn, an obvious one. So similar to what happened with the Monte last year, the Cowboys could be in a position to be comfortable with Tack McKinley's health status. We'll see what happens. Remember, there was actually not a tryout over this weekend. There was just a physical and meeting with coaches, according to Michael Gelkin from Dallas Morning News. There's a need for depth at edge rusher. And we'll kind of dive into this in a, in a little bit here on the show. But the Cowboys could certainly use some depth at the position. And McKinley is not likely to be an expensive contract. And it fits exactly what the Cowboys like to do in free agency. Low risk, high reward bets. Now, you might not like it. I might not like it. We might ask for a more aggressive free agency approach by the Dallas Cowboys, but knowing how they operate, this is seemingly one of the best options for the Cowboys to upgrade at a key position like edge rusher. And you got to wonder about where things stand because at edge rusher, we know about the Marcus Lawrence and we know about the Armstrong, Fowler, Sam Williams potential rotation on the other side. But when we look closer at the outlook across the entire defensive line, so including the interior guys, you can see why the Cowboys could be better off getting some help at edge rusher. We know that Michael Parsons can get the job done. I, I believe that there is no question about that. But the Cowboys might be a little bit limited in what they can do with Parsons if they don't have more depth at edge rusher, I would argue. Now, this is my defensive line outlook. So a little bit of a color code here. Uh, you might be in disagreement with me. Make sure to let me know in the chat if you are. 
but I used green for those players who are very likely to make the cut, to make the 53-man roster. Yellow for those players that are at least in important battles. And then red for those who, to me, would be a surprise if they make it into the 53-man roster. Now, Goldston has an asterisk. Second-year player, Chauncey Goldston. Because, and Cal Humans talked about this on the Pick 6 show with Professor O. Uh, Shane Carter was there as a guest as well. And Kyle Humans talked about Chauncey Goldston bulking up and likely playing more on the inside for the 2022 season. So even though he is listed as a defensive end, he could end up being more of an inside guy for the Cowboys rather than a defensive end. He might do a little bit of everything, though, when the time comes. But if you take a look at edge rusher and defensive line, you might carry about 10 to 11 defensive linemen in total, right? So you've got Lawrence Armstrong Fowler and Williams, who can also play inside, and we've seen him take some reps at tackle for the Cowboys uh, during this training camp, at least a few of them. And Parsons is a big part of this conversation because even if he is not primarily an edge rusher, you need to build your team knowing that he might be one of, uh, if he is not your number one pass rusher, then he's your number two pass rusher. Even if he isn't doing it 100% of the snaps. But the thing is, the depth that the Cowboys have at defense event is not strong enough or not, well, you know, deep enough, duh, to allow the Cowboys to have the liberty and the freedom to use Michael Parsons as they want to game, game in and game out. <clears throat> the reason being, we know that Micah can do a little bit of everything. So he can play off-ball linebacker. He can play edge rusher. The beauty about that, excuse me, I do need to cough right now. Had to mute the mic really quick. I'm sorry about that. Uh, we're back, though. Michael Parsons, the reason why he's so special, it, it, because week in and week out, you can choose what you want him to do versus your opponent. If you don't have that stranded edge rusher, though, it might end up getting out of your control, and it might stop being your own decision because you need someone at edge rusher. And maybe you want to play Michael Parsons at linebacker versus any given opponent, but you are forced to keep him after the quarterback because you don't have that edge rusher. And I strongly believe that a guy like Tack McKinley could end up giving you more flexibility on that front. So when you look at the bigger picture, when you look at the bigger picture, you got to mm, understand, you end up understanding, I believe, why we are more concerned than we usually are about edge rusher. You look at Parsons in there and you feel comfortable enough with Parsons, Lawrence, and the Fowler-Armstrong-Williams combo. But we got to understand that Parsons is not going to be a full-time pass rusher, even if some people would like him to be. Let's see some of your comments here. And excuse me about the cough, man. Uh, 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 that, that sucked, but hey, that's the fever I've been dealing with. Six edge rushers and four defensive tackles, says Professor O. And, you know, the beauty about that is that you can carry fewer defensive tackles this season because you have guys that have enough flex to play on the inside. But then 
are you really going to fix the run defense problem that you had last year? I am all for playing Sam Williams and Chauncey Golson on the inside, but I do wonder if in non-obvious passing situations, you want guys like Ozai in there, Gallimore, Ridgeway or Bohana, whoever ends up winning that battle, and Tryson Hill, who Cowboys Nation is usually lower on Hill than the front office. And it's it sounds like he's been having a strong camp so far. So don't rule Hill out even if you don't like him. Because I, I, I feel like that's been the case for a while now with Hill. Not a lot of fans are, are in favor of him. Uh, not a lot of fans are you know, in love with Tristan Hill. And sometimes it feels like the predictions for him are a little bit bleaker than they are in reality. Let's see some of your comments here on the show. Let's see. Swain, you a damn fool, says Mick. I don't know what Swain said over there on the comments. I, I totally missed it. Uh, let's see. My Cowboys family, what is up? Thank you for joining the show. He says, those in green, those eight in green, except maybe Watkins and Ridgeway make it for sure. One to two spots left. So yeah, uh, I agree that Watkins, uh, it might be one of the most questionable among the green ones here. Ridgeway... I am, I am betting on him making it, making it. I am leaning towards that end. I know that Bohana and Ridgeway, one of those will make it, if not the two, right? But I still have them on yellow because I don't know who will fully win that battle once the, the, the pads come on. Got to give Quinton the benefit of the doubt, even though we like Ridgeway. Let's see. Mo says Parsons digs defense. Why do you have Golston with a star? Uh, I have the asterisk there because of me not being sure if he will be more of a defensive tackle than a defensive end. He can do both. I don't know what his primary role will be, though. Toxic Tom says, not going to lie, Hill has looked pretty good so far this camp. And he, and he wasn't bad last year, too. So uh, I can see him making that 53-man roster and having once more a bigger role than, than a lot of people would hope for him or would predict for him. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, Professor O also on, on Tristan Hill. He says, although I'm not a Hill believer, he did flash a few times this week. It sounds like he's having a pretty strong camp so far. Let's see, let's see. I missed some of your comments. Lauren Michael says, Fowler is better and faster than, than you think. Oh, I like the Fowler signing. I am not against Fowler at all. And he's a lot to make this roster, I believe, for sure. DC says, Bryant, Fowler, and Tafua are project guys slash practice squad guys. Brunson was more of a late season ad on the year before this. Yeah, players that, you know, I would be surprised if they make it to the 53. But the beauty about the camp, the beauty about the camp is that you never know. And then the non-beauty, the, the ugly part about camp is that injuries happen. And we are sitting here tonight acting as if this is going to well to go just as we hope it goes. 
We're hoping that no injuries will take place, but some of these players will get injured. Maybe not for this position, but talking about overall the state of the team, some of these battles end up deciding themselves because of injuries. By the way, we're still waiting on the Matt Oletzko news, who suffered a shoulder injury last week, and we're hoping that it isn't serious. If it is serious, then the Josh Ball Oletzko battle is kind of defined at least while the Cowboys signed a veteran free agent, maybe. Because it does sound like it, that was the plan for Dallas until they drafted Waletsko and Jerry Jones said after the draft that they were not going to sign a veteran tackle anymore. Ryan Doyle says, can't wait to see Charles Bronson play. Haven't seen him since the early 80s. <laughs> there you go. There you go, uh, Ryan Doyle. I, I got that. Let's see. We're looking like uh, an Amoeba defense right now. Plug and play whatever formations. This Sugar Daddy Williams. And that's one more reason why you want to sign maybe Tack McKinley. Listen, look at that edge rushing group and let me know in the chat. Are the Cowboys better off or not with Tack McKinley in there? I believe they are. I believe it gives you more options with how you choose to utilize Chauncey Golston. It gives you more options on how you utilize your best defensive player in Micah Parsons. And it also ends up giving you, as a result, more flexibility on how you use Sam Williams. And, you know, that paired with the Golston thing, more options at defensive line, a defensive tackle. I think it would be a minor move in terms of the salary cap. And I believe that Tech can provide, at the very least, solid depth and competition in the worst case scenario during training camp. I do believe he immediately potentially kicks out Terrell Basham. Could be. Uh, Troy has a good point, though. He's not ready to practice yet. He he will likely take some additional time unless he, he ends up pulling a Cam Akers and making it before. I don't know about Basham over Tack. Uh, I, I, I am leaning towards, you know, when healthy, of course, I would probably lean towards Tack McKinley, though, honestly. He's been good when he's played in the NFL. He, he hasn't been an elite defensive end or anything like that. But I would like uh, Tack McKinley over Terrell Vashim, assuming he's healthy and ready to go, of course. He might not be, and he might take longer than, than one would expect. But see, the Cowboys know that. They have Dan Quinn. They have the connection. They are likely to have some... Additional information, though, there. Gregory says, Mo, didn't you mention that Dallas took a chance on Hooker being injured when we got him? Yeah. And with Demonte Casey as well. He was also coming off an Achilles injury, and the Cowboys have had success dealing with those specific cases. We'll see if they end up making that bet once more. Tag McKinley, however, is making other visits. Uh, there's interest, at least according to reports, 
that the Cleveland Browns want to bring him back. They got him for 11 games last season. There are reports on him visiting with the Arizona Cardinals. I believe that the Green Bay Packers also got in there as well. I'm not entirely sure about the Packers, though. So this might take some time. This might take some time to, to end a result. We'll see if the Cowboys end up being legit contenders at signing the edge rusher. I am 100% for it, honestly. Now, this week is a strong one. Pats come on for the Cowboys uh, in training camp. A lot of things to watch. I'm sure that plenty of us will be focusing on every player involved in the trenches. So we're talking about the obvious ones, right? Tyler Smith at left guard. How will he fare? It sounds like he's having a solid camp so far. Sounds like the first round pick is silencing a lot of doubters. Hey, including myself, I will say it. I have a lot of doubts about the Tyler Smith pick in terms of how long it will take it uh, to work. So it sounds like he's silencing doubters. We'll see if he continues to do that with the pads on. Sam Williams on the inside and on the outside. How will the rookie fare? But also some of the less obvious ones, Jake Ferguson blocking. How will how will it work out for him? We'll see how, how this all works out. Terrence Steele as well versus Michael Parsons with pads. Um, there had been some clips out there on Micah smoking Terrence Steele, but you know, the pads on will allow Terrence Steele to use a little bit of his power as well. Let's see. Dick's defense says, Mo, if I had the choice, I would sign Barr and Tack. It cannot hurt. And you know, the Anthony Barr pick would more or less go and have the same effect, right? You will have more options with how you use several of these players. Ridgeway says Parsons digs defense, by the way. Professor O. Sam played three techniques, several reps this week, and it looked phenomenal. His get-off is impressive. And it's amazing because throughout this offseason, we talked about Sam Williams maybe benefiting from him playing a little bit more, you know, wide up, uh, um, a little bit more wide and use his explosiveness instead of playing the four-eye technique that he used in Ole Miss, more shaded towards the inside. But he might end up benefiting from moving a little bit further in. So we'll see how it all works out. I'm excited about Sam Williams as well, but this is the first look we'll get at him from him, you know, in the in Pats. Professor O says Mo Mao shares his birthday with Marcus Ware. I do. I do. And and the birthday weekend with Dak Prescott as well. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I will let you be for the rest of the night. I hope that you guys have a fantastic start to your week. We will be covering, you know, everything that happens with the Cowboys here on primetime, 8 p.m. Central. And of course, make sure that you check out Skywalker Steel on the mornings here on ADC Sports Dallas. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream, and do not forget that Brando and Moreno won on Saturday and now is the UFC interim flyweight champion of the world. And it's just a matter of time before he takes the legit belt from Davidson Figueredo. So there you go. That's just something that you cannot forget. Hit the like button. Thank you for your birthday wishes. Uh, thank you for your feel better wishes as well. I'm sure that tomorrow I will wake up without the cough. That's 
maybe my attitude uh i'm trying to you know just wish it into existence <laughs> thank you guys thank you i will see you tomorrow night and we will talk about you know jerry johnson uh, jerry johnson excuse me jerry jones and what he said about jimmy johnson i'm sure that will come up tomorrow bye bye